Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast and Merry Christmas everyone. Well, it will be in a couple of weeks. Uh, So... I uh, hope everyone is doing well and hope you're all prepared for the holidays. And uh, now for this episode, this is a little bit different because usually when developers come on to this podcast, they try and talk about uh, why people should buy this game. But for this interview, uh, I spoke to Kingblade Games and he's going to try and exp- and convince us not to buy his game, why we should not buy his game. All will be revealed in the interview. The clues in the title of the game do not buy this game, but we shall see if he's successful in convincing us uh, whether we should not buy this game. So I had a really, really great time speaking to him. Um, and despite his protestations, I am looking forward to the game and I cannot wait till it uh, comes out. So, well, without further ado, here is uh, my interview with Kingblade Games. Please enjoy. So I am here with uh, Rowie from Kingblade uh, Devs, uh, Kingblade Games, rather. Uh, yeah. You're working on your game. Do not buy this game. That is the logo that people should see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to hope to try and convince people to at least try out the demo. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fine, you know. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we will see. So uh, first of all, how are you doing, Rowie? Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing uh, very well, thanks. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. I tried out the demo, and despite the best attempts of the creator of the game, um, I really, really enjoyed it, and I'm delighted to speak to you. Oh, um, that's great, then. So, I, otherwise, this would have been an awkward conversation, I think. It it definitely would. <laughs> so, I think the creator is trying to stop me from <laughs> from talking about the game. He will not succeed. Don't worry about it. We've got plenty of tricks up our sleeves. Uh, okay, well, we have uh, Amy Tant, who's said howdy. Um, so she has not bought the game, and she's trying to demo. Uh, seems to be playing by the rules. So <laughs> hello, Amy, and hello, everyone else. What we're going to do, we're going to try something a little bit different. So I am sharing the screen. So apologies again. Uh, well, to Amy and to um, anyone else watching, I'm going to play a trailer of the game so that people can see what this game is about and see if you want to buy the game or not based on the trailer. I think despite the creator's best intentions, you probably will want to buy the game. But uh, are you ready to show the trailer, um, Rui? Yeah, well, I think it's a good time to play it. Perfect. Okay, so let us then play the trailer of Do Not Buy This Game. <laughs> what a cute dog. Oh, oh, hey! Hey, uh, uh, what are you doing here? A trailer? Uh, oh, of course, it's, of course it's ready. So, I mean, it's, I think it should be right. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll go get it for you. So, please, I'll just wait uh, 30 seconds. I didn't make a trailer! Okay, hey, don't panic. Let's just capture something from the game. Is this a good shot? Uh, no. Uh, this is perfect. Didn't I? 
Fix that! This seems like... Oh, come on! Uh, no, 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 no! How much time is left? Ten seconds, great! Ten seconds! Okay, got it! Better not work fast. Not about time here. Uh, five! Okay. No, no, no! Why? Sorry, I, I kept you waiting. Uh, here it is. Do not buy this game. I didn't put that in there, did I? So, that was the trailer for Do Not Buy This Game. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. Um, uh, by the way, Amy said she's Summerby. Hello, Summer. Pleased to have you here. We know, uh, I know her very well. Uh, she said, I haven't tried a demo yet. Am I allowed? Can I even acknowledge a game's existence? So, Rose, well, that's the first question. Are we allowed to acknowledge a game's existence? I think I'll allow it, you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there you have it. So we're going to talk a bit about uh, your game. Um, we're going to talk about this game, Do Not Buy This Game, which is a really fun uh, demo that I really enjoyed playing. Uh, but first of all, I was wondering if you could introduce yourself and um, tell us, uh, well, a little, little bit about yourself and what are your favorite uh, adventure games or any games rather, um, when you were, well, either growing up or most recently? Um, yeah, so uh, my name is Roy. Uh, I'm 27 years old and I've, I'm the solo developer of Do Not Buy This Game. And wow, solo developer. Yeah, uh, you can kind of hear that this, is, that this is not the voice from the game and the trailer <laughs> because I am using like outside contractors for both voice and for music, but yeah, the game is being developed solely by me, other than these two things. <laughs> um, and yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought. But so, so yeah, is... so you, uh, you were making this game on your own. Um, and before we start talking about the game, do you have any favorite games of uh, of yours that you really enjoy playing? I have. I enjoy like. A ton of different games, and it's kind of hard to favorite. <laughs> Just right pick now. one. <laughs> but I I really love uh, a lot of non games or narrative games, uh, as you can probably tell by like the kind of game that I'm making. Things like uh, the Stanley Parable, the Beginner's Guide are amazing games. Um, there are, but I also love stuff like uh, Bastion, uh, the try to hook narrative and gameplay in really interesting ways, especially to its time. And Undertale and all sort mm -hmm. of amazing games. There are, there are a ton of amazing games out there. Um, so yeah, I hope that kind of answers the question. It, it does. Uh, the Stanley Parable, um, I, uh, I haven't played, but I've heard it's also kind of, is it a bit meta as well? Uh, yeah, it is uh, quite a meta game. Uh, it's a game about games, which is taking this. I, I'm doing something that a lot of people compared to the Stanley Parable, but I'm doing it like from a different approach. I feel uh, I, I'm also being compared to games like There Is No Game and like a lot of meta games in general. Yes. Um, no, but I have still have to try it myself. And, and yes, so in the chat, hello, Kieran. Yes, uh, I know he said he can't see, see us because what I'm trying to do, I just played the trailer 
and it seems like the creator is uh, trying to prevent us from showing, but I want to try and see if I can share the logo um, to <laughs> show on screenshot. <laughs> um, so uh, please bear with me if people are watching the video live. Um, but yeah, no, that does answer, answer the question very, very well. Uh, now, I wanted to, I really like the name Kingblade uh, game. So how did you come up with the name for the studio? So Kingblade has been my nickname online since I was like in sixth grade, I think. Okay. Uh, it's been like a weird, it's, it's like the dumbest thing ever. I played an MMO called Fly for Fun back in the day. And I had to choose a nickname for myself. And this was one of the first times that I had to do something like that online because I was kind of just starting my life online. And <laughs> there was a class, a subclass in this game called Bladers, which could use like knives and swords and stuff like that. And I was really looking forward to play the Blade class. So I decided to call myself Kingblade. And from then on, it kind of stuck with me. And it's kind of like, I don't know, it, it just stuck. And a lot of my friends know me as Kingblade and a lot of <laughs> people online know me as Kingblade. So I decided when I opened my studio to call it Kingblade Games. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty cool name. <laughs> I mean, it's out, of, out of the names, it, it makes you sound like kind of, at least to me, like a warrior kind of like going into battle to, well, I mean, uh, either that you're a king with a blade or you're going to depose a king. You're yeah. set to, <laughs> to kill the king. <laughs> so, so that's kind of why the name stuck over the years, I guess, you know? No, ab absolutely. No, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, you know, evocative name. It's, it's, it certainly stands out, at least to me. Um, no, that, so then just obviously you named your studio then after the nickname. Yeah. Cool. And then how did you, well, first of all, what can you tell us about this game? Because it's certainly a very I think, unique game. Now, Kieran also mentioned in the comments that um, it immediately reminded him of the game, There Is No Game, which was his game of the year, uh, but it's in first person. And he said, it looks hilarious. It looks great. Um, but first of all, what can you tell us about this game, your game, Do Not Buy This Game? And uh, how did you come up with the idea for this game? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so a lot of people compare this game to a lot of games, as I, as I told you, but mm. generally, uh, I haven't even heard about There Is No Game until like I worked on this game for half a year, uh, <laughs> which was quite a weird experience to see something that is very similar in concept, but very differently executed, uh, kind of being developed as I'm developing my own game. But uh, I came up with this idea after I worked on a different game for around a year and a half. And when, and I had to abandon this project because it wasn't going in all that well. And I really love that project, but I couldn't see myself publishing it anytime soon. And it needed tons of resources to not be anything viable that would put actual food on my table at the end of the day. Mm. <laughs> uh, 
which is important if you're a human being, I feel, you know? Of um, course, we all need food. Yeah, so I kind of had to stop and think about something else that I should make. And in that process, I decided to create Do Not Buy This Game, which is kind of, which is kind of taking the experience of trying to create something and failing in it and trying to make this a game, trying to create a game about the hardships of game making, but also doing this in a way that is actually fun and not just depressing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's a mixture of both, right? Because as you can probably tell from the demo, and for those of you listening that haven't played the demo, just like uh, shut your ears for like 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> the demo is actively trying to prevent you from you know, reaching this button and you go from haha funny to at the end having some kinds of emotions, mm. emotional journey. Uh, so that's kind of what I envisioned for the game. It's going to be a mixture of both. And I feel that comedy is an amazing tool to actually make players care. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I came to this game. Great, yeah, it seems to be working so far. Now, my sincere apologies, but I just realized that I forgot to click record. <laughs> <laughs> so now we will not go, but we don't need to start again. We can continue, but I'm just going to stop sharing for a second. So, and uh, there Can't you we like go. download it from the. Okay. I, I think there might be a way anyway, but uh, apologies because I'm so focused on setting up the video that I forgot we are recording now, but we can continue on now anyway, and I will share the logo now again. So apologies, people watching <laughs> this. Uh, there we go. So uh, yes, so we're recording now and hopefully we can download it now again. But um, but yes, you were saying that, uh, you know, that with comedy, so this, this game, there are a range of emotions because Again, I don't know how much you want me to reveal the demo, but I felt bad for the, the creator then during the game. And yet I still did some kind of evil stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of allowing you to be, I don't know, yourself with repercussions, I feel. Mm. Um, which is fun and interesting, at least in my opinion, you know? No, ab ab absolutely. Um, it's, you can still kind of be yourself and think, oh, it's funny. And then, you know, there are parts, but then I kind of felt bad when the creator kept saying, oh, no, don't do this. You're ruining my life here. <laughs> um, so we should probably, I don't know how much you want to say what this game I, actually, yeah, go okay, ahead. Sorry. So I, I feel like uh, we should approach this as if people played uh, the demo. Then, right? Okay. So because you've, you've heard if you're, um, you know, we'll approach it as if you played the demo. Now, it's very short. I'd recommend people try yeah, it out. It's like a 15 minute experience mm. and it's a prologue to the main game. So even if you're, I'm spoiling the demo right now or mm. stuff like that, the main game is completely different. It starts differently and all, you know, it's not okay. like a big spoiler or anything. Um, it's basically the experience of what happened before the player bought the game. <laughs> um, that's that's like kind of how I approached the demo because making a demo for something that is very narrative based is weird 
Mm. You know, you can't really here's a slice of the game and just end it somewhere. Uh, so I decided to create something special for people that are trying this to see for themselves if this this sort of experience is interesting to them, and not if the main game is interesting <laughs> specifically. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's uh, it's certainly like an original idea that you know trying to get a creator to stop you from buying this or from the demos point uh, to stop the press button. I mean, look, I see red button. I want to press red button. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, Kira just said in the chat that it's very fun to be disobedient as a player, which it certainly is, at least in the demo. Um, so, um, I guess what, what what can you tell us about? So, this is before you buy the main game. Yeah. Uh, I guess what can you tell us about the the demo then? So, when you decided to come up with these ideas, did you come up with the idea for the demo first or the game? itself i had the idea for the game itself before okay um i, I suppose we can start off with the demo and then talk about the, the game itself um without giving any spoilers yeah. um so in the demo you wake up in the corridor you want to press the red button and then someone talks to you so who is talking to us so in the demo you enter and what you find inside is the creator of the game right that's that's how the game is generally uh, created. There's an entity in the game that is the creator of this game that you're playing, uh, voiced not by myself, but written by myself, um, that just kind of tries to nudge you away from actually interacting with the game. And what's happening in the demo is you enter and you find a button at the end of a corridor. And after some back and forth, you actually reach this button, uh, although the, the creator is very unhappy about that. So he pulls one last trick, and he makes this button huge. Right? <laughs> uh, and you fall down, and you kind of look up, and you see how big this button is, and how you can never actually reach out and press it. But there are emergency stairs, for some reason, for this button. And they're just right for you. You can just, um, it's just like a coincidence. <laughs> you can happen to walk through these stairs and through different rooms that are inside of this button. And in each room, you are presented with sort of a mini game, I'd say, mm. uh, where you interact with the narrator using a button based mini game. And after each one, you get more interactions with the narrator and the two of you kind of, the, the relationship between the two of you kind of changes and grows in a way. And at the end of it, you reach the top of the button and you're able to press it and see what happens for yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely very cool once. It, it felt like an achievement because the creator did, he went to increasingly desperate lengths to get us not to press this button. Yeah. <laughs> and he tried to distract us. That's yeah, a, a lot of players, <laughs> a lot of players got a lot of money from this distraction, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> it might have been an effect uh, effect of someone else as well. <laughs> yeah, it might have a, like a small effect on someone's pocket, but you know, it, it's part of the experience. 
And are, are there different, uh, certainly not different endings, but are there different, because it seems like different things you could do when you, you can, does it uh, have any effect if you stop at a certain point getting the money or if you keep going? Uh, are there any different lines of dialogue or anything different? Uh, because yeah, there are, there are some stuff going on. I don't know how far you pushed it, right? Um, mm. Oh, well, but... I went to the very end, uh, I think, then some. I went into minus figures. <laughs> okay, so if you went to the minus figures, then you've seen all the lines for that particular thing because he kind of leaves the room. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it, it's been real fun. It's been real fun, like, writing all these lines and trying to come up with things that will surprise the player even in the demo and the demo has like way less stuff going on like that than the actual game yeah uh so what what kind for people maybe who haven't played the demo what kind of game is it then uh, how would you describe it so i describe it as a comedy walking sim mm. where the game is being built as you play it <laughs> Which is certainly very unique. I don't know yeah. any other game like it. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's kind of what I was going for. Uh, it's it's an experience where you try to like push against the game, and the game pushes back. Uh, and as you go through the game, then more stuff happen, and more stuff are being built for you to play and test, and you can kind of see that in the demo but the full game takes it even farther and is, is the full game then um is that also like a comedy walking simulator or does yeah, that yeah. change as well no 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 it's the, okay it's the same I, I don't know how to describe it it's it has like the same sort of mechanics but the plot and context are i don't know different i feel it's still you enter in the game and you'll find the game creator inside and you'll have this comedy interactions with them, but it just won't be in this hallway, it just won't be with this button and stuff like that. Okay, so this is kind of after <laughs> pressing the red button. <laughs> yeah. And wh why did you uh, decide to make it as a, as a walking simulator? Um, um, again, I love walking simulators myself, it's some of my favorite games. Mm -hmm. um, but what is it about a walking simulator that made you want to make one? So, narrative is very hard to create in games. Mm. Right? Um, not, not only because uh, narrative is hard to create everywhere, but, only be but also because games have a lot going on that is not narrative. And when I thought about this idea, I felt like a walk sim has just the minimal amount of mechanics that would not distract you from the narrative. And I feel right. that a walk sim has a lot of potential in actually seamlessly responding to the player's action. Because as a player, you can mostly do two things, walk around and at best, press an interact button, right? Mm. Um, which is very limiting for the player in a way, but that allows for a lot of room for the narrative to come in. Stuff like uh, the muddy button, which I will try and describe for a second here. The first room that you enter in the demo is 
a room where there's a button that each time you press it, you get $1 to your bank account. So it's a real dollar coming to your real bank account, I swear. So really, oh, uh, that's good. So we, we yeah, can get rich playing this game. Yeah, that's that's how it works. I <laughs> I think that's that's what I was told. Anyway, uh, the narrator presents it as such, and you're stuck in this room, and you have nothing to do but to press this button. And you press this button a few times, and then the narrator gets a phone call, and that phone call is very simple. It's from his bank, and apparently. Something went wrong with his code. I don't, I'm not sure what he did there, but <laughs> apparently every dollar you get is coming from the creator's bank account. So oh dear. <laughs> so he puts up uh, a screen showing you his account balance. And every time you press, you see it go down. And after a few presses, he's like kind of giving up on you staying in this room. You you probably have better places to be and maybe approach this big red button you desire so much. <laughs> so he opens this path for you and he tells you, you, you can go that, there now. But, and you as a player have two choices. You can either proceed, go up and listen to what he's saying to you, or you can press this button and try to test the limits of what will happen and by and me knowing that these are your only two options in this situation allows me to adjust the experience to be reactive to your actions as a player uh, which would be very very hard if you could have done like 20 different things in that moment right mm. So walking sims by limiting the player really allow you to allow the players express themselves in unique ways. And this button has like more ways for you to express yourself as you go. And the comedy in it is something that I'm relatively proud of because I don't know, just seeing this number and giving the player a subliminal goal that this can reach zero at some point during pressing the button, most players realize, wait, what happens after I reach zero? <laughs> and that's a really fun and surprising moment that a lot of players experience. And yeah, that's kind of why I really like this genre, at least at the very least as a developer, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great point you mentioned because you know you mentioned there are some limitations with um, walking similar, but in this case, you're giving us the player different options um, that both work. I think you know both work certainly from a comedy uh, point of view, yeah. and uh, but also kind of introduce different emotions that you know we might feel bad for the creator <laughs> that you know money's coming from his bank account, but it's still funny at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, and um, if you feel bad, you can always exit stop. the room. And that's a valid choice that you have there. And the narrator acts accordingly, right? If you make him go bankrupt, he's saying one thing. If you, I don't know, get a hold of yourself, uh, then he's saying something else. Uh, and that's kind of the beauty of it, right? The game actually sees you as the player and acts with you directly. Hmm. And are there, and again, you don't need to spoil anything, of course, are there similar kind of options or choices that the player might have in the full game? Of or course. Be more uh, linear? Oh, okay. Of course, otherwise it would have been boring, right? 
Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> so there'll be replayability then, so we can go back and replay the game with different choices. Uh, you kind of can. You kind of can, yeah. Okay. And now one thing that I certainly read online, certainly from the uh, you know, traditional adventure game players who grew up playing, uh, you know, LucasArts and Sierra games is that, you know, for them, uh, it's not really, a, quote, unquote an adventure game unless there are puzzles. Now, I don't agree with this. I think there, you know, I, I like different variety of adventure games, um, you know, like walking simulators, like third person point and click games, like more, um, you know, walking dead, you know, telltale kind of games and mists yeah. as well. Um, but what's your opinion about this? So as someone who's making a walking simulator, um, do you consider this to be part of the adventure game genre or some other genre? Um, do you think a game has to have, an adventure game has to have puzzles or, or what is your opinion about this? I don't think any game of any genre has to have anything, right? Um, part of the fun is that you're able to as a developer, a lot of the time, trying to subvert stuff is mm. really what it's all about. So I'm not saying puzzles aren't going great in adventures games, because they are. Uh, but I don't think that you have to have them. Or at the very least, I don't feel like it otherwise betrays the heart of, what's, of what players love in adventure games, right? Um, cause you can, you can have all sorts of different stuff going on. And as long as it focuses on you as the player going on some kind of, well, adventure, then that's when I'd call it an adventure game, which is not a purist way of looking at it, mm. but it's the most helpful way for me to look at these sort of stuff yeah i mean as, as i just mentioned i like variety in games and in adventure i think definitions can be good in one sense so we know what kind of games they're you know similar to the games that we play but as you mentioned it's also good to kind of subvert our expectations yeah and uh, you know so many different kinds of games or games that i would consider adventure games like her story like uh you know even disco elysium released i think two years ago yeah which um and i think the question people should be asking you know rather than is it or is it not an adventure game is the game good <laughs> will, <laughs> will i enjoy the game Do, will people enjoy it and um certainly from your demo i think people people will um yeah. and uh no that, i i think that's uh that's a fair that's very fair now kieran in the chat had a, a question uh, he asks, what happens if we actually manage to break the game? The first thing I tried doing in Stanley Parable was go places I wasn't supposed to. And I know some people managed to actually break it. So is it possible to break this game then? I won't be as arrogant to say that it isn't possible, right? It isn't. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sure it's possible to break this game. And the demo more so. The demo was made relatively fast uh, because it's a demo experience and I had to kind of decide how to divide my resources working on this game, right? Uh, but uh, the main game would be harder to break, way harder to break. And the part of the fun is you as a player trying to break it and then suddenly it isn't broken. It just kind of reacts to you doing the stuff. 
um, which is part of the lovely fun of these sort of games. Um, but yeah, I'm sure someone will be able to break it. <laughs> I'm, I, I can't say I'll think of everything, right? Uh, but I'll do my best. I'm doing my best to surprise people with, who are going to really big lengths to <laughs> try and break the game to say, hey, I see you. I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that could be the fun or one of the fun things about even streams of this game is try, you know, people trying to break the game. And if they manage to do so, then you could say, well, that's part of the game. <laughs> yeah. it, it's Metas, but, you know, it's the creator who doesn't want you to buy this game, first of all. Uh, so then, okay, well, then you asked for it by buying it. Okay, well, you broke it then. <laughs> yeah, it, it very much can happen. <laughs> and uh, then now you mentioned as well as a comedy walking simulator and I, I mean I haven't played Stanley Parable as I mentioned but uh, would you consider that to be a comedy game as well or is that more serious yeah it's very much a comedic game okay uh, um, and now about comedy because from what I've been told it's very difficult to make a, you know a good comedy game and a good comedy adventure game because you know humor is um subjective and it's uh it's just very very difficult just to, just to make people laugh while playing a game uh how how did you get around that by making this game i mean making a comedy did you think about oh will it work in different cultures or did you just focus on writing it in in english uh, how did you go so how did you go about then writing the comedy in this game so I just kind of try to not worry about it too much. Uh, That's fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'm writing it. I'm writing it in English, and as long as it's making me laugh, and I feel like it's a good joke, then that's great. I'm also like showing the script to like people close to me and stuff like that for feedback because you can't really, it, no matter who you are, you can't really develop a game alone. Mm. Uh, you even you're if you're the only developer you should use other people around you to like get as much help as you actually can uh, so one of these ways is getting feedback and if something doesn't work or if something isn't making people laugh then i can change it to something else that might actually do that uh, so yeah that's a lot of the fun right writing the comedy and just trying to make it to make myself laugh as much as possible and then the, yeah well I, I think the situation is itself funny you know i think the very fact that the creator is trying to get us not to buy the game that that itself is funny <laughs> yeah and, and that's what kind of interested me I was like oh this looks interesting <laughs> yeah, it's, part, it's part of the charm and there are people out there that this game isn't funny for them or they don't get it and that's fine you know because you can't make something that everyone will love but you mm. can make something that some people will love very much yeah uh, well i think uh you know i'm sure you've had some nice feedback on the demo at least yeah um, <laughs> and now i mentioned before about the the voice acting i think that what in, in this game particular 
the, the voice acting would be really, really important because if it doesn't sell, you know, if we don't believe the creator, then the game I don't think would work. But as we heard from the trailer, I think it, it worked really well. The uh, narrator is really, really good. Um, where did he find the voice actor and uh, what can you tell us about him? So it's a very cool guy called Mike Reagan. He's a Canadian voice actor and he's very, very talented. Uh, the way I found him was I kind of went into a website called voices.com and tried to, you know, create a calling for voice actors to try and send a demo of their voice reading some lines from the game and I kind of did it because I found this website and I knew I wanted to find voice actors and I was like yeah whatever I'll, I'll find someone and the deadline was one week right so I said, yeah, maybe a couple of people will send their thing. I'll see if it works for me. If not, I'll continue searching. The next day I woke up to over 50 voice recordings. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, I went through over 100. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite a service. I, very, I recommend it very much to anyone looking. But Voices.com. Yeah. So... I found Mike through this service after going through over a hundred auditions. And that's kind of how I got to him. And uh, he's a very, very lovely person. He's very funny. He got to the game pretty much right away. Yeah. And did anything about, um, about him strike you more than the others? So was there anything particular that you liked about his voice or about his the way he read the lines? Uh, he, he got the character, you know? There are, when I went through all the tapes, uh, I kind of looked for, okay, who's doing this well, right? And you kind of filter everyone and try to find those that you like. And at the end of the day, I got to a lot of people that were very talented and I really liked, but I tried to sort them to different sorts of narration, narrators and to see which ones would be uh, the best in their type. And after all this filtering, I came out with like three different options for narrations that were completely different. And at the end of the day, I decided to go with him because both of his understanding of the character through only these few simple lines of dialogue and because of the quality of his voice that feels very much, I don't know, mm. both professional and close to you at the same time, if it makes any sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that he's... Uh, that he just feel close, kind of like a, I don't like a friend, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but but he's a very that, authoritative friend. In yes. A way. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean definitely, as as, as I mentioned, his uh, his voice to stand out, and he really helps sell uh, the game, even though it's maybe not what the creator would want. 
but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it goes against what he wants. But um, it's he's very, very funny. But then he gets kind of the emotion, as we said, when the money's coming out of his account. It's funny, but I also felt kind of bad for him. And it's because he sells it really well. And the writing is good as well. Thank you. Um, the, and uh, and then I think we, we mentioned this game as well. I don't know if we, we spoke about it before recording. Not sure if I asked you this while we're recording, but um, did, did you yourself play um, There Is No Game? Um, I mean, the two games are very different, but they're both meta kind of uh, like this. Have you yourself uh, played There Is No Game? I didn't get the chance to try it out for myself. I did see like a video of the first couple of minutes uh, which was very funny, uh, mm. and it looks like a very high quality game, uh, but I haven't got to it yet. Okay, so I mean, it's a coincidence then that these two meta games <laughs> exist. So we can't say that you got the idea from um, from there is no game. <laughs> yeah, I, I seriously did not. Uh, no, it's, I mean, as I said, they are very different. Once you get down to to play this demo, you realize, oh, this is quite different. Yeah, I'm trying to create something that is new in a lot of ways. It, it, there are similar things to it, but I'm trying to take a different approach and to try and, I don't know, push the medium as far as I can push it. Yeah, and I, I think based on the demo uh, you are, now you mentioned you're, this is on your own. I'd say that the demo at least looks really, really good because even though there's these corridors it does look of a high quality um as well and it's really original how you're building the game as you're playing it um how how did you go about uh you know making it what engine did you use and how did you go about you know making the game so i'm making this game in uh, unity engine uh and it's kind of hard to describe how I make it because I can sort <laughs> It's a very of just, general question, I know. Yeah, so. I, I kind of just <laughs> do, <laughs> which is unhelpful, but but yeah, that's the reality of it. I kind of just like open a new project and code stuff and <laughs> model stuff and all this sort of stuff that you have to do to actually make this game. Uh, but it, But the first thing I actually do is uh, start with a draft of the script. Start with like where I'm going, what what points of interest are you going through uh, in your journey until you actually reach the ending. And yeah, that's that's the thing. And from there you flush it out, you create the voice lines. Uh, I read them myself to test them in game and see if it works after then. After that, I work with Mike to add his take on them, and so on and so on. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you kind of, um, do you have it all planned out now, or are you still adding new things, new structure to the game? Uh, the general structure is all planned out, right? And there are parts that are very fleshed out, but stuff are changing as I go uh, because of playtesting, because of feedback. Um, but yeah, or j sometimes I just get an idea I really like and I shove it in there. <laughs> no, that's, that sounds good. Um, uh, and 
I can't remember as well um, if you mentioned, are you doing, the, is there any music in the game uh, at all? Or are you doing the music or somebody else doing the music for this game? So the music is being done by a friend of mine. Uh, it's He's called Jez Fez online, if you'd like to search him up. Sure. And, and he's a very talented musician that just kind of, I decided to hire to do contract work for the game. Uh, because I really love his stuff. Okay, yeah. Well, it just was. Uh, it's it, again. I really enjoyed it in in the demo. Um, and don't know if you can mention this if it is a spoiler or not of the demo. Uh, but why the probably the, you know uh, what people might be asking first is why does the creator not want us to buy this game? <laughs> um, are you able to answer that, or is that a spoiler? <laughs> I I think that falls under the spoiler category. Okay, so we would have to find out ourselves by playing out the demo and then the game. Uh, yeah, uh, playing the game is the only way that you'll be able to actually know the answer to this one. Or, you know, okay. <laughs> checking it out <laughs> online after it comes out. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure. But, but, well, yeah, I mean, I know it's, the title is Do Not Buy This Game, but uh, I would recommend people to buy this game, at least when it does come out, or at the very, very least, try the demo. Yeah, my um, bank account still needs recovering after the demo came out. I know, so you're, uh, I mean, you must be must be hard being bankrupt. I hope you're able to continue yeah. ma making the game. <laughs> yeah, I got a screenshot of someone that got it to, like, minus... 100,000 or something like that. Oh, wow. They were very yeah. patient. <laughs> very, very patient with auto-clicking. <laughs> uh, oh, and how how long do you expect uh, people to play the game, more or less, um, generally speaking? Is there a t do you have a time? Or... I, I, I'm not sure yet because it's not done. But sure. In, but in general, I think it would be like three hours long for okay. a playthrough. Something like that. Uh, it's, oh. a, it's relatively short, mm. but but it does what it wants to do. And I don't like stretching games mm. all too much. No, absolutely. I think um, the, the right length, you know, whatever the length is, if it's three hours, eight hours, one hour, I think if it suits the game, then, you know, it, it suits the game. There's no point stretching it just to make it longer. Yeah. Um, and do you have any ideas after this game comes out, uh, um, you know, to not, hopefully people will buy this game. Uh, do you have any, any ideas uh, for any other games that you might like to make? Um, not really. Like, I do have a lot of ideas, but I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to work on after this one. Uh, okay. And when, when do you plan? Do you have any idea of a release date or just when, when it's ready? <laughs> when it's ready. Perfect. Uh, this year, next year, two years, you know, no, I'm trying to, mm. pr to probe. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, 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 honestly, I tried. <laughs> honestly, it's because I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, sure. That, no, that, that's as fair long, enough. <laughs> as long as it's not ready, then I can't really release it in good conscience and it would only be ready when I feel like the game is good and I don't hesitate to go back and change stuff uh, because I feel that are, they are not as good as they should be. Uh, so yeah, sure. that takes time. Sure. And in, um, I mean, as a creator, because I've heard from other creators, other developers, 
uh, do, you, do you think you'll ever feel like that? Because I know other people have said that they always want to add stuff to their games or their uh, creations as well. So do you think you'll ever feel like that, that you know, it'll be ready? <laughs> of course. Of course I'll feel <laughs> that it's ready. Uh, I do have the structure for it. And this okay. structure is not something that I budge on. Uh, the thing is that some parts of it may change over time. Some parts of it mm. are getting feedback from players and then I have to go and act according to this feedback. And sometimes this feedback can be harsh and that's part of the process, right? Mm. So, but I'm not, I'm not willing to work on this game for 10 years now. <laughs> you know, I, I do... <laughs> I do want to release it. I just, and I work really hard on releasing it. It's just taking time and seeing stuff like this is going to release this year or next year mm. are stuff that are hard to take back for a lot of players. So I try to avoid it until it's actually done. And I think that's very fair. And what I would say, what I say to every developer I speak with is take your time. Um, I, I do know some developers who have been working for 10 years and over on their game. So, and it's um, very hard. That's very, very hard. To continue the motivation, I imagine, uh, to keep doing it. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, whenever it's ready. And uh, where can people find out more about this game and about you if they wanted to find out more so there are, about it? There are a lot of places that you can go to. Uh, the first one would be Steam uh, to wishlist and follow the game, which would, be, which is very helpful, especially if you're willing to buy it when it comes out. <laughs> uh, other than that, I have uh, my Twitter, which is Kingblade Dev, uh, which I'm probably, which you're probably going to link. Uh, I will add all the links in the show notes in the podcast. Yeah, uh, I also have a Discord for the game, uh, which you can check out and there's a mailing list which is mostly silent these days uh, but it will be active when I have some news uh, about the game right? Ooh. Uh, I will include uh, the links to the game and to the Steam page as well and to your Twitter um, on the description for the video as well and for uh, the podcast uh, when it comes out um, but yeah I mean what I would say to people I said this before but um, uh, at the very least, play the demo. I know the creator doesn't want us to buy this game, but the, the demo I really, really enjoyed. It's really, really funny. I laughed all the way through. Um, and also kind of, as I mentioned, felt kind of sad and different emotions as well that I think you definitely succeeded uh, in the demo. And um, signs are looking good that you'll definitely succeed in the game, in the full game. So I can't wait until it comes out. Um, I definitely much. will be buying it. <laughs> I will be very disobedient in this case. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, the creator inside the game and me are different people. Oh, they're different people. Okay. Yeah, so you okay. want people to buy this game, but the creator in the game yeah, doesn't. <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. We'll have to find <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to mention to either people watching or listening? Um, just thank you for your time and for checking this game. It's, it really means a lot. If you have like anyone that you feel will be interested in this game, then show him. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I definitely will indeed. I'm sure we'll be discussing this game on the podcast at a later time as well. Thank um, you very much. 
so well thank you Roe it's been an absolute pleasure uh, speaking to you thank you for the people in the, in the live chat on the video thank you to Summer B and Kieran as well um, and thank you to everyone who is either watching or listening um, and yeah so don't forget when this game is is available do buy this game <laughs> I would say uh, well thank you so much uh, Roe it's been an absolute pleasure and the very best of luck with the development thank you very much so that was my interview with Kingblade Games. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd be curious to know, did he convince you not to buy this game? What do you think? Have you played the demo? Um, I, it, he, it didn't work on me. I'm really looking forward to this game. I cannot wait for it. So I will definitely, I think, be buying this game. But let me know what you think in the comments uh, below. And uh, and yeah, um, that is it for this, this week. Uh, let me know what you think um feel free to subscribe to this podcast for notifications of when other videos will be coming up and uh and leave a review and like this video and do all that stuff i should probably say it more often but uh, thank you all for listening and for your support over the past year coming on to i believe this is four years now that we've been doing this podcast it could be coming up to the fourth year um this year or next year whenever uh but thank you all for your support and for uh for listening to this podcast and watching the videos and uh your support uh so we'll be back uh next uh well, probably in a couple of weeks when we'll be talking again about the games that we've been uh playing and uh probably we'll be doing our end of year special at the beginning of january uh, if we can find the time um so we'll be doing uh talking about our uh favorite adventure games of uh 2022 so thank you once again and uh, hope everyone has a good Christmas. And uh, and yeah, take care, everyone. Goodbye. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you